I'm recording now. Okay. So anyway, uh, you're gonna uh, you're gonna cause... have to do all of this shit on your own now with Kine, like completely. To how much scale? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe not to the scale of the Flame and the Flood because that was like a Microsoft backed big deal. So you had a lot of people aware of it, and that were gonna like, "Fuck, let, I want that. Oh, give me it." But like, yeah, but I mean, that is gonna be you. You're the marketing machine, Gwen. I mean, I I did it. We keep in mind we did self-publish the Flame and the Flood, right? Like mm. for the first year, um, the deal we had, we didn't have a mark, any kind of, we had a deal with Microsoft, but that wasn't a deal with a handled like press or anything like oh, that. Oh no no no! I I mean, uh, in terms of people's awareness of the video oh. game, like to yeah, to the where, to where people would know about it, and then they would contact, and you would have to do all that other bullshit. Is yeah. is what I mean. I mean, I did it once, though, man. Like, I fucking mailed Done out our... Before, bitch. God. Like, I mean, because I did it at a bigger project, so it's not that scary, right? Like, I I mailed out our Kickstarter... Like, to, the biggest pain in the ass was the fucking Kickstarter fulfillment. That took really? me... Really? I've heard that a few times, actually, from companies. Oh, my God. Just unbelievable amounts of work. Just stupid work, too. Like, printing out labels, putting... Like, stuffing all of stuffing a couple hundred postcards into signing thousands of postcards, putting them into an envelope, stuffing fucking t-shirts into a box, figuring out should this be a box? If you were at this level, then I, we decided that you would get a box with a bunch of stuff in it. But if you were at this level, it was more economical to give you like a plastic bag. So all you got was a t-shirt and everything was pretty flexible, like planning that out, mailing it out. That one guy in Australia who's like, who kept, replying with a different mailing address each time the number of people that <laughs> just when you're ready their... to go i changed it fuck <laughs> no like we'd mail it to him it didn't go there oh sorry sometimes that mail address doesn't work moved again mate. again to the new address <laughs> sorry sometimes that one doesn't work give me the one that you know fucking works give Jesus, me the one that doesn't cost me isn't... loads of money and has to go to the other side of the world <laughs> i know mailing things is not free especially overseas this is getting absurd oh, or dude. just like I mean, we had people asking for their Kickstarter rewards, and I'm not mad. I don't mean to complain. This is it's coming fine. across real bitchy. I just want to explain how much work it is. Yeah. You don't expect it going in. Like, um, you don't expect the sheer number of pe the time between once we started the Kickstarter, uh, it got funded, and then the game came out was like maybe only two years, and the number of people who changed their email address in two years who the fuck changes their email address like how is that not a final thing but no i admit it does make sense because a lot of people on kickstarter are like college age kids right and so they had to use their college address now their college address is gone and so then you try to reach out to them and you can't but they'll eventually get back to you like months months later they're like hey i on the website i saw that you guys mailed out the kickstarter rewards a year ago i never got shit. mine like, well, did you update your email address on Kickstarter? PS2Fanboy405 no. is not my email address anymore. I'm PS4Fanboy. <laughs> no, so, so then we're like, I'm. we've gotten a, a handful of stragglers. I think we were about to cut it off and just be like, if you haven't gotten your rewards, there's really not much we can do anymore. Like, we can't do this forever. Oh, shit. Uh, it just, it hits a point, man. If you but are yeah, one of those people, please get in contact with the dialogue box. Uh contact or at the dialogue the, box or theboxcast.com 
or the molasses flood would probably be wise. So hey, either or, not. I'm just thinking, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was a lot of it was a lot of busy work. It was a lot of grunt work. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, it it was definitely a lot. And I remember I was looking at backer kit and I was like, these motherfuckers want to take what was it? Something like twenty percent of our money Wait. to do what? What is, is it? What, what's a backer kit? What, that wasn't. What? Oh, there's fulfillment services you can get that'll oh. do this stuff for oh, you. Oh, they do. They they'll do all the packing and the sending for you. Mm. But the 20%. the thing with Ooh. That's well, a the chunk. thing that about I don't think it's actually that much anymore. I think it's significantly less. But what they do is they want to be able to continue. Like if you make a certain number of art books, for instance, mm -hmm. we said that our art books would only go to the backers, and they. The backer kit was very adamant that if you use their service, they want to have slacker backers. They want to give people the ability to buy any of the missing, like mm. if let let people just go buy the art book, even mm. if they weren't a Kickstarter backer, yeah. right? Um, and we felt like that would be lying to our fans. Like we felt like yeah. we said in the Kickstarter, you could only get this if you were at this reward. If we went with backer kit, it would have been nice. It would have really helped us out a lot, but they would have been selling art books, which we told people that they could only get if they backed at a certain level. Yeah, which is bullshit. Um, which is bullshit. So we, we just couldn't do it. We just felt like it was just a non-starter. That makes sense. Plus. Um, chunk of change. That's You could be mailing packages yourself, Gwen, saving money. <laughs> it was not 20%. I'm, I'm being disgusting. Any, any amount you did... could save and start. Gwen could oh, get those God. packages out. Don't worry, she you said, no and regretted idea. later. <laughs> It was it was a lot of work. Yeah. That is accurate. Uh, the carpal tunnel from signing all those postcards too. Jesus. Would you do a Kickstarter again? Oh, I guess you never say never, right? I mean, mm. we when we did that, we were at a really desperate time. We didn't really have any other options. Mm. It was really our best. It wasn't our best option. It was our only option, really. Like if we didn't get funded, we wouldn't have been able to make that game. And also, like one person on my team. If the, he didn't get money, his wife was going to divorce him. Like, there was, like, we had a, it was a literal conversation. It's like, well, we don't want you to get divorced because of this, I guess. Jesus. I guess we should probably figure some shit out here. And, I mean, it, if you, the other thing is, the campaign is insanely stressful. Um, but when it's done, and, and you, it's not, like, free money. Like, you have to keep your backers engaged. You have to keep mm. talking to people, you know. Like, and there's a lot of work on the back end. Um, and it's difficult to even articulate the incredible amount of fatigue and terror you experience when having a Kickstarter campaign. Where every, it's not just that everything is on the line. It's like everything's on the line and you wake up every day and you just refresh your phone and you care about the number. Because mm -hmm. if you don't hit that number, it's over. And it ha goes on and on for a month. And I don't know how to explain what that feels like. And you're just like losing it trying to come up with different ways to like make that number bigger yeah you're, you're losing it and it um it, it's difficult to explain to somebody that hasn't done it it's just extremely fatiguing mm. uh on some level and exciting and amazing and fun but i'll i don't think i ever want to do it again i think it was a fun thing to do once and i'm glad i didn't um but yeah if but never say never i mean shit like that there's different. There's a lot of ways to get money, but there's no good way to do it. <laughs> there no, just isn't. Turns out it takes signing with a publisher is going to take six months longer than you expect. 
Because even after you agree, you and your publisher can like agree to something, or you and whoever it is that's giving you money can agree to something, and then the lawyers start talking. And the lawyers use like the big words, and they don't do they that. talk real slow, and it just drags. Like getting the time between getting a deal and getting money in the bank is a matter of months. And and they say, you know, everybody warns you. They're like, from the minute you start shopping your game expect at least six months even if things are going well before you get money mm. uh whereas when you start kickstarter you're like you set the time you're like one month funded or i'm not gg so there's that right yeah um what did you guys do to get people to look at the kickstarter like how did you do that when you're like when you're uh, in those like how the how the fuck do we get the number up you obviously got to get people to back it how'd you do that gwen okay well, I mean, I think most of our successful stuff for doing the Kickstarter, we did before the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, we had that, we had a trailer that was good. We had a couple of little trailers set up to go. Um, and we had blown all of our money flying out to Minneapolis to meet Game Informer. Yeah. <laughs> so that they could do an article on us, which uh, we begged <laughs> for, and they did. Uh, and it was a, a big article where we were just like, we are six people that. Uh, had four of us just rolled off of Bioshock Infinite. Our yes. company closed. Um, you know, what are we... We have this dream of making this game. Here's this game. And we showed them, like, all the concept art, everything we had. We just threw it at them. And they, they were cool. And they, they did a two-page spread on us in Game Informer about our Kickstarter that came out the month of the Kickstarter. And that was massive. Yeah. Like, that was, like, that was a huge part of why we were successful. Um, so we had that. Uh, and Game I don't Informer wanna, is like, like a big deal in the U.S., right? It used to be a bigger deal. It is still a really big deal. Yeah. In that uh, print media, it, it <laughs> when became less of a big deal when I mean they they have a don't get me wrong like they have a website and stuff, but they I think they were bigger back when print media was bigger. Mm. Um, and I think they were affiliated with GameStop back in the day because I remember I would always like get one at GameStop. Yeah. Um, they felt like so, they, they were the one in America that had all the exclusives. Like, they would be the big, like, we got the inside story on fucking Gears of War or whatever. Yeah, they were, uh, and they're also kind of cool. Like, you're supposed to hate the press when you're a developer. It's kind of important because they'll, they'll hurt you. Mm. But, like, they're, I actually like them. They're cool. Yeah, they're, some of them are right. <laughs> they're one of the good ones. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. The, um... That was extremely helpful. Yes. I don't... You know, I got a level with you. That entire month was like a fucking fever dream when we ran that <laughs> Kickstarter. Like, I don't remember much. I know it was a lot of panic and replying to people everywhere. Like, I everywhere. Reddit. Like, the Steam forums. Uh, the... Uh, harassing people on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> harassing people on Facebook. Leaning really hard and... Um, personally messaging friends of mine that had anybody I knew that had more than I think our cutoff was 4,000 followers on Twitter I would email directly and be like I need your help because we just didn't have much of a network Mm. Uh, and so we uh, like none of us this is you know like I started this podcast so that I would get better at talking about these things because I'm not a lot of times my ideas aren't fully formed and and before we started this I, I I was terrible at interviews and stuff, and I'm Awful. still pretty bad. Yeah, still not 
not quite there, but like that was the whole point of why we did the podcast. Yes. And it was because of the experience because I experienced firsthand what it's like to suddenly need a social network and need a platform and not have one and just beg. Uh, and it mm. sucks. Because uh, like I'm, I don't know, like I, I was not a person on the internet really so much. No. Back when we started this. Right? No, you was not. You, 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 uh, you surprised me with your lack of internet dumb. I was like, what the fuck? Are, what? Well, and this is when I was deep as well. I'm only just barely drawing myself out of it, even just mentally unhooking the hooks. But like back then, it was deep still. And I was like, Gwen, what the fuck? Are you not on your phone every 10 seconds? Like, are we not all liking each other's things? And I didn't even, yeah. like, when I first started, I didn't even bother with fucking business cards until you get into more into the industry and suddenly everyone doesn't just go, just for, I'll get you on Twitter. Like, that was it. That's all I do. I'll be like, that's fine, right? That's how I talk to everyone. Like, let's do that thing. People be like, no. Yeah. Do you have an email? Business cards like, were... No, they were always stupid. Like, I, I mean, right. you get never you give them. someone your email and you put it in your phone or you do something. Yeah, you know, like like, you, that's why I was like, always like, just get me on Twitter. Like, we don't need to exchange phone numbers because that's a bit much. But, like, just, here, that's my Twitter name. You can follow me if you want. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, that was the way I did it. But yeah, you, you were you were not a lady of the internet, and uh, now yeah, you are. You're streaming. You're doing well. But now you're going like you're doing kind. Like how mm. are you even think? I guess because it's still in the pers the realm of personal projects. So it's like, are you even thinking about marketing or like? Because you did the whole trailer thing, at, like. <sighs> Well, I'll probably do another trailer. I can do trailers. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you can do at, trailers. Good at trailers. She's you don't good need to at be trailers. Like, don't need to be you know, like friends with people that make trailers. It turns out you can just do that. Just um, do no, I I don't know. I've like it's fun to pretend that you've have it all figured out, but in reality, I'm not kidding when I say I'll probably if I decide. Oh God, this goes into a whole thing. Like you have to decide when you start a project what your goals are with the project and you have to stick yes. with it and you can't change your mind too much in in a very high level place like is this something that you're doing for money or is this something you're doing for fun or you know what what is your goal here right yeah. and i don't think kind was something i ever did for money or or something like that it was always going to be me having fun and mostly it was going to be me having fun because i haven't had fun making games in a bit to be honest yeah. well, like, you've, been, uh, you've been pretty deep in a pretty prolonged whereas like you blasted out of fucking uh the big studio and went straight into now we're trying to do the indie oh. studio and yeah and i mean don't pretty deep. Wrong. Uh, the molasses flood the the flame in the flood was really fun to work on yeah. at different parts and they're like i mean we we Obviously. crashed that motherfucker at the door too like we did it we did that entire dev cycle quite quickly and I, mm. i'm pretty proud of what we did there um and it's doing well, and I really do like the the flame, the flood. And I think after that, we we talked about a lot of different things what we want to do for the studio. And I think what uh, we're doing in the studio is definitely we're probably going to go for a much bigger project for the next one. Yeah. Um, something that's a, a bigger risk financially. So also, um, we're you know like we're going to do something that's market viable. Uh, and I what I wanted at home was to just play around. And so kind of was supposed to be me just playing around. Uh, and it was also at some point supposed to be like, I don't know. I guess I'm still transitioning into thinking about it as something that's like a product and I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. Well, but, it hasn't been that for quite a while, right? Like it's, it's been yeah. the thing you've been doing for fun. 
Yeah, but I mean, it, it is also a product. Uh, like, and it's time to stop pretending. But yeah. I don't want to. Oh God! But I, oh, I have such fun. Oh, why do we have to do this? It's more fun if you just play, Chris. It is. It is. But uh, also, Wait. you do kind of like making games, as far as I'm aware. So yeah, that's been a thread no, for the last so few years. It's different to make a game for fun. There's a difference when it becomes a commercial product that you want slash need to be successful, right? And there is a reality that if I just like, if I put out a, all, all you are in this industry is your reputation. And if I put out something and it doesn't sell at all, at all, um, and also it's crap, like that, that hurts. Like I can't take that kind of hit to my reputation. That's, rep- not, that's for, not a okay. good combo, Prior- Glenn. She made Prior- that shitty game that didn't sell. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Oh, like, Gwen? Yeah, work? bring her in. God. Give no, her the jobs. Mean, all you are is your reputation. I can go yeah. to most major studios right now and, like, reference this, the toxic of a GDC and, and the, the the fact that um, just my track record. I mean, I, I've... <laughs> sure. But, no, I, it's not that you're present on social media. People don't give a shit about that, right? Like, I'm not going to get a job at Bioware um, being the lead animator because I have a podcast. I'm going to get it because huh. I am a really good animator and I can prove it based on my work, right? Well, yeah. And so if I put out work that is bad animation, then I don't have the ability to get that job anymore, right? Yep. And so you have to... Um, so for me, the hit to reputation is almost worse than it not making too much money. So for me, the game has to be good. It's like, uh, not even good. That's actually a lie. Pretty. Uh, Just can't have bad animation. That's true, actually. Yeah. The game looking good has always been a good, a big thing for you. And I've taken that purely from moments of uh, Gwen uh, existential dread. When you're talking about God, games can just look so pretty now, and it's real, and it doesn't even—it's not even as hard as it used to be. And like, oh my God, like as if like they're sucking you- your special talent and soul out of the world. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. You've said that many times. Like, uh, you said that something's sucking the soul out of the world. No, I added that bit. The first bit about uh, games, it, it being oh, easier to make being games pretty. look really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier than ever to make games look really pretty. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, uh, having a cohesive vision. I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. Like, uh, this goes into a lot of different things. Um, but I. I don't know. I'm still figuring out what I want to do with Kine, I guess, instead of comes down to. Yeah. I think most likely, most likely, I, uh, if it become, if it's something I do where I want to make a successful product, which is probably the direction I've been thinking lately, then yeah, probably at some point, I'm gonna have to, when things quiet down a bit at work, <laughs> and I'm, I've got kind of a little further along, I'll probably talk to like a publisher or something, somebody that that can do the marketing for me, because the reality is marketing is everything. Um, it certainly and, doesn't fucking hurt. I can tell you that much. There's a reason they spend yeah. the same amount of money as the budget of the entire making of a film on marketing. It's, it's It doesn't hurt. No. And I mean, it's not... God, money doesn't even necessarily equal marketing anymore. It's such a mystery these days. Like, it's so hard. I don't... Um, if anybody has the secret bullet <laughs> to making a... <laughs> To getting a game out there and getting pressed to cover a game, I, it's not me. Let me tell you, like, I feel, I feel like everybody has some unfair advantage that they're take that they're using. Everybody's got something that that's happened in their, um, 
that some hook, something, mm-hmm. right? Like we, I, 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 I'm trying to put together this talk for, I'm giving a talk in November and I want to like, usually my talks are like comedy bits or some shit that Not I practice. Apparently so, is all I hear. But I, I want to, I want to do a talk about, um, the flame and the flood and I, I want it to be relevant and I want to help people and I want to be like, here's a roadmap for how to be successful. And it's like, what am I supposed to say? You know, am I supposed to say, all right, here's what you do. Here's the goal. All right, guys, here's the deal. Okay. So she does. You want to break it down? Yeah. Let me break it down here. All yeah. right, Chris Light. Here's hey. the trick. First, okay. step one. Right. Step one. Yep. Go work at a AAA studio and make the game of the year. Okay. All right. We write right. this down, step- everyone. Okay. Yep. Do that. Step. That's step one. Make Easy. sure. Easy. Yeah. On it. AAA studio game of the year. Step two. Done it. But what's next? Step two. Okay. Step two. Get that studio closed. <laughs> shut down. I shut it. Yeah, I shut, shut down. I shut it down. Yes. And then. Step three, get to, hopefully, ideally, you're in a place like, say, Boston, oh, where yeah. there's no oh, other games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No other game studios around. And then Nothing. people are stuck, people are stuck making a company with you. And then, shit, they gotta like you, you now. Have, yeah, because then, you know, what you get is you get, like, incredibly talented people mm-hmm, who, mm-hmm. some of whom can't leave. So you've got your choice. Where are they gonna go? And you've, and you've got a great story that the, like, that, makes you really empathetic to the press that's the secret chris now you know Fuck just do yeah. those three easy steps man three All easy right. steps indie hit that's how she that's i'm on how it done. i'm on it I'm, i don't know how to make a game but i feel that bit's that i'll figure that bit out in the middle uni like just click on a few fucking things i don't know whatever unreal yeah, engine that's... just connect boxes as far as i can tell from what you're doing i just draw yep. lines between boxes basically yeah and Simple. then the game makes itself that's that's true. And yeah. yeah, you just connect the boxes and then you click on that other screen and then there's things there and you just play it. Simple yep. as that. And then I add You've online multiplayer and I've fucking got a hit. Ladies and gentlemen. Did you did you put in the battle royale, Chris? That's the part that's important. Oh shit, I didn't put in the battle royale. Gotta no. No, you gotta up. click the battle royale balance now. I gotta get those battle royale dollars. Those are big dollars right now. Huge dollars. I'm gonna get making dollars. all the money. We should wrap Fuck. this up, Gwen. No, we just no? got good though. Did you see that Unreal uh, got their uh, they're worth like eight billion or some shit? Or what? Epic is worth like eight billion? Oh shit! No, I did see that. Yeah, uh, yeah, fucking they're projected to be worth eight billion. And I saw some mad thing where they'd made like twelve million dollars just from iOS, like in the last like in a matter of like months, like not not even a Which year. Is crazy! This is yeah. crazy. That that's... I can't believe it. I'm. Oh, fuck I try you know interesting fact I tried playing Fortnite again today I am so bad at Fortnite to the point where I sit there being like <laughs> what the fuck is this game like what do I do like I just I I do all the running around at the beginning and then I do all the being in a bus and then I dive and I land and then someone comes and kills me straight away like I'm like uh <laughs> start again I guess like game over oh my god Oh yeah, man, I'm so new, bad. That's why, that's why, okay, so here's our pitch, all right? So we're going to go around and we're going to pitch a new battle royale and our entire pitch is going to be like, well, the other battle royale already has people that are really good at it, so we need to get make a new battle royale so that the, you know, like new users can come yep. in Here we go. and feel like they're at a new standing point. And then, that's what I want. Uh, I want to feel good. And then like rich people in Silicon Valley are going to be like, that makes sense, and they're just going to rain money. And yeah. then we just take that money and then we just keep it. Yeah. Fuck it. No, we're not going to make the game. We're gone. No. We've moved to fucking somewhere hard. else. I don't want to. I don't want to like fucking do that. We'll move to the UK, Gwen. We're not even a part of the EU anymore. No one can touch us here. We're like 
I don't know, Cuba or whatever it is, like the the island everyone <laughs> runs away to. We just no laws, like this crazy yeah. town. Can't oh, get God. us here, Mister American VC. <laughs> That's Cuba's got a whole different connotation in America. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I know in Europe, in Europe, Cuba's the place you go on vacation to. Okay, now we're getting off topic. Yeah, we're talking about right. Cuba. We should. We should end it. It's been great chatting with you, Chris. Light. You too, Gwen Frey. Thank you for being here. Uh, for those listening at home, this was recorded live on Twitch. You can watch along next week. Uh, we record on a Wednesday, uh, 7 p.m. UK time. I think 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And that is on twitch.tv slash goldfish, which is Gwen's channel. Uh, but for now, we'll see you next week. And Gwen, take us out. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light. And you've been in the dialogue box.